0: The Energy Matters to You podcast is a communication platform that features technologies and thought leaders working to advance energy efficiency. The Energy Matters to You podcast seeks to connect buyers with sellers so that practical, cost-effective energy efficiency and sustainable energy solutions continue to gain market traction. Welcome to Energy Matters to You. It's uh, April second, two thousand twenty-one. I'm your your co-host Leo Ryan here along with Ron Galuli. Ron, good to be back recording with you.
1: Great to see you Leo and uh you know, I was a little concerned when the when Jigashaw left the Energy Gang that you were going to take that uh offer to join them, but I'm glad you stuck with uh, Energy Matters to you.
0: Listen, I've been checking my email, checking my phone. And there's no offers coming in. I'm, I'm I'm staying at Energy Matters to you. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. How how can you be how can you beat it? Yeah.
0: No, oh, it's just an excuse to hang out with you. It doesn't get any better than that. So, good So, we got a great guest today. We've got uh, Dominic Armano from uh, Guardian Energy Management Solutions. Uh, Dom's uh, a, a longtime veteran in the energy efficiency space. You've bumped into Dom a lot, haven't you?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it goes way back, I think, Dom, when you were with Johnson Controls and then the early days of First Fuel, and then uh, now you're with Guardian.
0: Dominic, welcome.
2: Thanks, guys. It's uh, it's really great to be uh, on the podcast, and you know, knowing you guys as as you mentioned for a, for a while, so it's um, it's really awesome to just have the opportunity to sit down and and have a conversation about something that we are all so passionate about.
0: Well, I don't want to carve too much into our energy discussion time, but we preceded this conversation with a little bit about your 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 current current track expert, uh, exploits. I think that's really exciting.
2: Yeah, thanks. I'm uh, I'm I'm really excited. I was a track athlete, a hurdler in college, and uh, had the opportunity to to get back on the track last uh, February before COVID hit. And um, I will say, you know, uh, as soon as things kind of uh, loosen up, I'm getting back on that track again because it was exhilarating.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, well, good. So, uh, and you mentioned a little bit that that, that hurdles was part of your past uh, on the track, and I imagine there's some there's some hurdles in the energy efficiency space uh, that you, you've overcome. So, so now you've got your your president of Guardian Energy Management Solutions, uh, Dom. Why don't you just launch right in about uh, who is uh, Guardian Energy and and, and w- what do you provide in the marketplace?
2: Sure thing. Thanks, uh, Leo. So. Um... Guardian Energy, uh, we're an energy services firm uh, based in Marlborough, Mass. Uh, we've been in the business for about uh, 10 years providing energy efficiency services to uh, both uh, commercial industrial customers as well as municipal customers uh, alike. Uh, we implement, um, we have probably implemented about 4,000 projects since we've been uh, in business with about 400 unique customers and those projects can be, you know, anything on the HBAC side, uh, on, the, uh, on the lighting side, as well as on the energy management control systems. Um, the one unique thing or, or a unique thing about Guardian is that we self-perform uh, about 90 to 95% of our work. And so, you know, what that means is we have tradespeople on staff that are skilled at installing lights um, installing boilers, pumps, pipes, um, you name it. Uh, we do it in terms of, uh, the energy space. So, um, that's kind of guardian in in a nutshell. And we serve, uh, the greater new England market. Uh, we are, um, licensed in basically all the new England States, um, you know, to serve as, uh, you know, electrical plumbing and pipe fitting type work. So.
0: And the, and the target market, who, who tends to be the customers that you deal with? Are they, uh, campus-based or industrials or?
2: Yeah, so we do a lot of work um, in Massachusetts, particularly with municipalities. Um, The municipalities have a program that's sponsored by the Mass DOER, the Department of Energy Resources, called Green Communities. And so we've become experts in the Green Communities Program, helping uh, cities and towns um, actually garner grant money to make uh, efficiency improvements in their buildings. And those buildings could be anything from, you know, wastewater treatment plant to a school, to a fire station, to a city hall or a library. Uh, It's really anything in their building stock that we address.
0: That's great. You know, it's a really exciting time to be in that marketplace. I think about uh, Charlie Baker in, in Massachusetts has signed a, a net zero commitment for 2050. Uh, I'm active in the town of Natick, and we have a similarly aligned net zero plan. And you know, I'm curious to know how how Guardian is positioned to help municipalities deal with those those net zero targets.
2: Sure. Um, so a lot of you know a lot of the cities and towns that we work with are focused on renewing their their infrastructure. Um, such that they're taking advantage of the current technologies that will help them get to zero. So we see a lot of um, electrification um, going on. Uh, So we see customers taking out uh, maybe old boiler systems and going in with variable refrigerant uh, flow type of heat pump systems. Uh, We see them installing uh, EV charging stations, um, um, you know, and and other, other types of technologies. Um, and so guardian um you know we we have an engineering competency as well uh, so we you know up front will help cities and towns plan you know towards those goals right and so our engineers are skilled at identifying technology and opportunity within our customers buildings for um you know for helping them meet their goals of of, of being you know uh, net zero if you will
0: that, that's really helpful because I, I know that uh, a lot of municipalities in particular don't have the, the bandwidth or the technical expertise to really go deep in those technologies and understand where the benefits are and, and how they pencil out. So, you know, I'd be curious, you know, Dominic, you, you listed uh, the, the boilers, the EV charging, and I'm going to throw in um, air source heat pumps because that's a area of electrification I hear a lot of. Just walk through those technologies and and tell us a little bit about where you see the big opportunities uh, in the marketplace for conversion to electrification. Yeah. So
2: I think, the honestly, the the biggest opportunity that I'm seeing is really on the air source heat pump uh, spectrum. They are, um, it's amazing in terms of what you can do. So imagine, um, you know, you have the ability to, to kind of like, install a system imagine your building has you know five or six rooms right and there's some rooms on the north side some rooms on the south side one side gets more heat than the other you can install this technology um, in in each of those individual rooms therefore zoning the building and with this um, with this technology you are able to kind of like extract heat for maybe the you know the south side of the building when it's getting all that sun and use some of that heat you know, in the north side of the building, right? you can kind of move things around. And so this current technology um, really is, is super efficient, uh, allows you to be able to, to zone buildings, uh, make them more comfortable um, all while being, you know, all while using less, less energy. It's really remarkable. And, um, you know, I'm com- you know, completely impressed with
0: what's out there for technology. Yeah, so let's stay on that for a minute, because, because I hear a lot of talk about air source heat pumps and uh, the benefits that they provide. Can, can you tell me, like, what, what kind of resistance do you see from prospective sites about this conversion? What, why, why, are, why are people pushing back or what might be the delay for adopting the, the inclusion of air source heat pumps?
2: So a big part of this, I feel, is, is, it, is around capital, Right. So you know, buildings are are meant to be big uh, or long-term investments, and so when you make those long-term investments, you put in certain types of building systems and equipment that has a certain capital expense, um, and that is a is a is a bit of inertia that you have to overcome in the marketplace. And so I've been in energy efficiency just like you guys for a long time, replacing a boiler system that's 10 years old with a new heat pump system. You have to overcome that capital inertia, right, uh, to be able to install this new equipment. And so, the barriers, the biggest barrier, is overcoming that inertia. If you have something that's older, maybe a thirty or a forty-year type old system, you have to replace that system anyway. So those systems are generally more, you know, easily convinced to do that, right? Um, if there's grant money like the like we have with green communities or sponsoring through the incentive programs that helps overcome that capital inertia and helps people be more, um, I guess, uh, you know, more in tune or more, um, uh, you know, open to changing that technology. And so those are the biggest things. It's not necessarily the efficiency gains, right? That's gonna drive it. It's it's just, you know, a lot of it is overcoming. And then you have folks that are like, hey, I'm gonna do this no matter what, right? And they're gonna invest that money, but, um, I don't see a lot of that in the marketplace.
1: So, so Dom, traditionally, you know, small energy service companies like like yours have have relied on the LED lighting. But as that has become more mainstream, I know you're shifting to mechanical measures. Um, having previously worked for a small ESCO like yours, I just always found it challenging to be able to uh, manage that development cost for the mechanical measures and, and be profitable. But, but you folks have seemed to have done that well.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, we, we look a lot like, if you looked at our company, we look a lot like a mechanical contractor or an electrical contractor. Um, so we've invested in, um, our teams specifically with engineering resources that, you know, can help with those development costs. because you're right. There is, you know, there is an upfront, um, you know cost of, of doing business that you know you have to go out and assess all of these projects and stuff but um you know we're not looking at you know these uh esco size projects you know where we're looking at you know you know you know a portfolio of 10 buildings at a time we're looking at a you know us a, a project within a building right like a boiler or um, a controls project that you you know you may be upgrading controls or things like that and so um, I think there's more um, more ability for a company to be like ours to be a bit more nimble because we're doing lots of projects right I mean we did um, you know in our 10 years we've done four thousand you know 4 thousand projects right so that's a lot of little projects so you're, you're
1: seeing um... More controls projects. I know we talked earlier. And and with those controls projects, you know, there's some access to data. So Mm -hmm. any thought on, you know, the data analytics end? I know the utilities are making a push for more pay-for-performance type incentive applications associated with controls. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've investigated any of those types of opportunities.
2: Um so we haven't touched upon The pay for pay for performance um, aspects—it's mostly been driven by energy incentives. um, You know, in terms of being, you know, those funding those improvements. Um, But you know, I will say, with my background and experience in analytics, energy analytics, um, you know, having that capability um, is key, right, to pay for performance programs. Having the integration into the building. And into the systems and how they're operating, um, having access to that data uh, is certainly a key component. Um, you know, in in that, um, I haven't honestly, I haven't seen much um, in the market uh, that has driven us towards those pay for performance programs. You know, I do know a lot of utilities have, have across the country, you know, have experimented with that.
1: Um, right. Yeah, I I think they're struggling with. Yeah. To your point, you know, there's uh there's an opportunity there, but you need some capital up front to to help with that installation and start streaming the data.
2: You do, um, but a lot of it, I will say, Ron, I think I think we've probably talked about this, um, and I know this was top of mind when I was with First Fuel. Is this this concept of like. How do you actually monitor the 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 um, improve that you're getting savings, right? Right. So we were really good at developing baselines um, in my previous company, and proving that we could, you know, develop weather normalized, weather adjusted baselines. But once you implement energy efficiency, you have to be able to like extract those results and decide, you know. that baseline has changed right because of the the measure and then sometimes what you get are um, just routine adjustments the building you know changes its schedule right Um, so how do you know that with analytics Um, those are difficult things to 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 take care of or in the case of like retail stores if you went in and changed all the lights right but they have electric heat and they Um, leave the doors open in the the winter because they're having a sale, right? And they want people to come in, but the heat's blaring. So how do you, you know, how do you adjust for all those things? And so um, it makes it, uh, you know, makes it difficult. And, uh, you know, there are companies doing yeoman's work on that stuff out there still. Right. Uh, And, um, you know, I think Recurve is one of them and they're you know, they're, they're making some strides as far as I know. So
0: let's stay on that because uh, this, this, is, this is really interesting. Uh, all of us have a lot of experience on, that, on the analytics piece, and we've all interacted with the utilities and utilities' reticence or, or caution for embracing these analytic platforms. And, and Dominic, you, you described exactly why, because sometimes it's difficult to monitor that uh, the inclusion of that information really resulted in savings. Right. But what I'm interested is like, you're t- if you've got 4,000 projects and you've got decision makers that, uh, that have the free capital to make these decisions, how, how receptive is this audience to use these kind of analytics to, to drive the operation of, the, of their buildings?
2: Uh, I'd say they're, they're pretty darn receptive. Um, you know, they are eager to update their control systems. Um, make them a little bit simpler. I mean, I can't tell you how many facility managers uh, that are tasked with operating these buildings are operating on a you know a shoestring with uh, you know baling wire and, and duct tape and uh, updating these new systems that allow them to have deeper insight into their operations um, is a is a godsend for them.
0: Right. Right. And, so, and yeah. I this 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 COVID this post COVID world where you've got you know, even less, fewer eyes on on the building's operations. It makes it even more important to have a sophisticated system that provides early signaling as to when there's deviation from optimal performance. And you were describing a situation where there was a conscious effort because of a sale, we're going to open the doors until we see it, we see a drop. But how many times have we seen schedules changed for some seasonal event and then not changed back for optimal efficiency? It happens all the time.
2: All the time. Yeah. So. It's it, that is probably as a, a former energy auditor, um, that is like the low hanging fruit, you know? Yeah. Right? yeah. You guys know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, True indeed. Yeah. So good. So, so Don, where, where's the, uh, where's the, the, the big opportunities for growth with with Guardian? I to I on two things. One is like, where do you see the big opportunities in the com- campuses? And then I, I also want to know about, um, uh, Who's the right person within an organization and when is the right time for, for, for someone to engage Guardian in a project? Sure,
2: um, yeah, so let's start with um, opportunity in the market. Um, you know, I think, so we talked about EVs before we hopped on this call um, and, um, you know, EVs being electric vehicles, right? So we, um, you know, we see an opportunity there Um, We've got more and more of the manufacturers uh, embracing EVs, you know, Volkswagen coming out with their April fool's joke, right? Volkswagen was amazing. And then you've got, um, you know, obviously Tesla, um, Chevy has one, Ford just came out with their Mustang, right? So EVs is big. Um, I think uh, that's going to drive a lot of the, the, you know, greenhouse gas savings for the transportation industry. I think, um, Battery storage is 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 key. It's the next kind of frontier tied to EVs, but then um, I see controls and um, you know, in you know IoT, really the Internet of Things, being able to get um, you know smaller and smaller devices, monitoring devices, to be able to kind of have more widely deployed networks of of devices to 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 monitor what's going on in a building maybe do some predictive uh, analytics, alert, you know, um, end users when things are going you know maybe gonna fail, monitor, you know, and you would do that by monitoring, say temperature, vibration, um, you know, flow, pressure, whatever that might be. Um, but you know up until today, I say, you know the technology is available, but it hasn't like scaled because I think there's an imbalance between the cost of the hardware, the manufacturer is still being entrenched in wanting to make margins on their hardware and not make margins on their software, right? And so it's going to take a little bit of time to kind of like to break that cycle. But I, I see you know um, you know more carbon neutral sources of energy driving us to make different choices. That's going to drive us to do you know, air source heat pumps, electrification, EV storage. and then you got to control all that, right? I think that's where, where, where the future is for me. Um, and then, sorry. And then your your last question is about who would we talk to. I'll talk to anybody. No, I just kidding. <laughs> so um, you know, I will say oftentimes it starts with the folks that are charged with running the buildings. Um, but you know, it's not. Um, you know, as as a as a mentor always said to me, those you know the folks running the buildings can always say you know say no, um, but they always probably need someone else to say yes to, right, along with their yes. Um, And so, you know, the financial folks that are in charge of the checkbook, uh, you wanna talk with them, um, you know, you wanna have like a, um, you know, a concerted, you know, effort within an organization. So it's, um, you know, energy is a serious uh, cost for a lot of businesses. And, um, you know, it touches a lot of different people within the organization.
0: You know yeah. yeah good. Ron any other specific questions you want to pass along? I don't
2: know Dom you
1: seem really well positioned to take advantage of I what I would say energy efficiency of the future with with the self install team you got the electricians the control techs um, you know you, you're getting experience with battery storage and EV so I just see those markets growing and you'll be able to take advantage of that growth. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I think um, I was. Uh, we, I think we've all been in energy efficiency for a long time, and um, I really feel like we are at the precipice of you know the next like amazing growth cycle for this industry, and I couldn't be more excited about it. Um, you know, with with um, being able to help customers and and um, you know deliver on their goals.
0: That's great, and you think about it, there's a there's a 1.9 trillion dollar infrastructure package that's loaded with energy improvements that c- can only help uh, Guardian. Yeah, to Help
2: us all, guys. You know, right.
0: good stuff. Well, we do try to keep these podcasts to 20 minutes. We're right up on the 20 minute time. I got a half page of notes, huh? so when we're done with this, I want to talk to you still, but <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll wind this down. So, so Dominic Armano from Guardian Energy Management Solutions. I know they can find you on LinkedIn and the web here. Wish you the, all, the, all the best of luck and we're here to help.
2: Thank you so much, guys. I really love this. It's a lot of fun.
0: Super. Hey, Thank Ron, you. what do what, what we got uh, coming down the pipeline? Got anything else? Uh...
1: Yeah, later this month, uh, Association of Energy Engineers East event is being held, I think the 21st and 22nd. um Leidos, uh, Mike Pace, from Lido, will be presenting on EVs. We did talk a little bit about EVs, and we will also have uh, a session on industrial energy efficiency. But uh, you know, I think uh, the the price to attend that's pretty pretty reasonable, and you also get the, your CEUs to continue your certifications. So uh, nice. sign up for that event now.
0: Beautiful, and thanks for your work coordinating that. That's uh, that's good work. That's a good group of people. Well, so that, uh, that concludes uh, our podcast for today. This is Energy Matters to You, Leo Ryan and Ron Galoli here on April 2nd. There's, uh, there's work to be done. Go make a difference. Thank you.